0: Hey, it's the weekend, and, you know, I thought I'd be just relaxing, watching TV, movies, uh, what have you. But no, the San Antonio Spurs are still active in NBA free agency, uh, free agency period. Uh, the Spurs, I'm pretty sure you've heard by now, have uh, not only added Damari Carroll, as you all know, well, aware of that. But they restructured his deal, which was uh, kind of interesting because reports coming out of ESPN was the Spurs reworked his deal. And they added a third year. And I had a lot of fans scratching their heads like, what's going on here? Reports are saying, uh, referring to a trade. They, oh, they needed to do this for the trade. It was like, what are you talking about? They they didn't make a trade. They signed him. Lo and behold, it was a three-way trade. The Spurs have traded Davis Bertans to the Washington Wizards in what was basically a salary move, and then did a sign-in trade with the Brooklyn Nets, that which allowed the Spurs to give him that extra year. Oh, and by the way, with that money they freed up, they went out and got free agent forward Marcus Morris, who last year played with the Boston Celtics. That's a lot of unpack right there, so I need some help. So I'm going to bring on Joe Garcia of Two Shots Podcast. Joe, I thought the Spurs were done. I thought the, the, the roster, it is what it is after DeMar Carroll, and that was it, but lo and behold, they made some moves. Joe, your first thoughts.
1: Yeah, they made some moves, and I think the moves that they made were for the best. You know, let's be honest. We saw Davis Bertons, and I, I think a lot of Spurs fans were really disappointed in his performance, especially in the postseason and the latter part of the season. It's like he got in a in a funk. He could never recover. You know, he didn't find his shooting touch in the postseason when we really needed him uh, to get past the Denver Nuggets. He all but folded, didn't show up. You know, it was kind of a no show, no show, no, you know, no call, no show kind of thing. And I don't think we're disappointed to see him go. I think it was time. And I think the Spurs uh, had to make the changes they needed to stay relevant in the Western Conference with every other team out there. The big name teams uh, adding new acquisitions, you know, so the Spurs wanted to remain competitive. They had to make a move. And I love the move uh, with Marcus Morris. I think he brings that grittiness, you know, that that grit that the Spurs have been missing, especially on the on the defensive front. Yeah, uh, What do you think about that, Jeff? You know how we, we always talk about we need that enforcer, that guy who's going to bring that that grittiness, that edge to the Spurs. Do you think Marcus Morris
0: is going to be that guy? Well, b- well, speaking of Marcus Morris, uh, just a quick background. Uh, the d- the reported deal with San Antonio is two years, $20 million uh, contract. So that's 10 uh, a season. So he kind of came on the cheap uh, for NBA standards. Uh, and I think that again, the Spurs, you know, Buford and Pop and the rest of those guys, you know, tip their hats to them. Uh, they made something out of nothing. As prior to this deal, the Spurs were cash-strapped; they had zero money. Um, and now, this these moves uh, allow the Spurs to bring in Marcus Morris and keep Damari Caro uh, a little longer in San Antonio. Now, listen, you, you know, I'm going to ask answer your question though, people. Before, you know, you mentioned Bertans. Look, he spoke to Latvian media once the season was over saying that he understood that he did not have a good season and that if it was up to him, uh, the Spurs should not have given him that contract extension a few seasons ago. I think the writing was on the wall. Uh, He kind of fell out of favor a few times during uh, the season. You would see him get run, and all of a sudden, boom, he gets relegated to the bench. Uh, But, hey, you, you know what? You know, Berton's, you know, he was celebrated uh, as part of that uh, Kawhi Leonard deal. He, last season, he averaged what uh, eight points per game, three point five rebounds, one point three assists, in uh, seventy six games in his third season with the Spurs. So, good luck to him in Washington, and I'm pretty sure he'll get a nice standing uh, uh, applause when he visits San Antonio next season for the lone Washington uh, stop in San Antonio. Now, you mentioned Morris. Who that guy? Uh, Joe, he's exactly what the Spurs need. One, an enforcer-type guy. This guy, he brings toughness, grittiness. He averaged uh, 13.9 points per game last season with Boston, 44% shooting last season as well. That veteran leadership, we mentioned the toughness. I think the Spurs need an injection of some life in the nasty department, and he brings that. when Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and whoever else comes into the AT&T Center, they go to their gym, uh, they better think twice if they want to mess around with uh, Morris. Uh, and I think the Spurs need that, Joe, because is it just me, Joe. Sometimes the Spurs, they look, I hate to use the S word, but they look a little soft out there. That they do. I think, you know, in the absence of of, of Mono
1: Ginobili, they really didn't have a floor general for that second unit. You know, Monty Ginobili was that floor general. A general out there, you know, barking orders, telling people where to go, you know, talking to them, communicating with everybody on the floor. And I saw that that was kind of something that the Spurs didn't really do out there on the on the court. They did it in spades. They did it at times, but it wasn't consistent. So, yeah, I like the moves. I like where they're going right now. Hopefully this will translate into them playing a bit more consistent on the defensive end. And we all know that in order for them to have a really great season. And even go deeper into the postseason, Jeff. They're going to need a Blake consistent defense, you know. So maybe this will maybe this will rectify those issues that they were that they were missing from the team, you know, last season.
0: Yeah, um, the Spurs uh, with the addition of Morris and Carroll, they got in, they got much better defensively. There's no doubt about it. Defense. Wins titles. Offense is going to win the uh, games and sell tickets. But if you want to win the gold prize at the end, you're going to get it on the defensive end. The Spurs have that now. Uh, So so what's going on here, Joe, is this. You're looking at a whole revamping of the roster. Um, Out is Bertans. We don't know if the Spurs are done wheeling and dealing. At this point, you never know in the NBA, especially in this offseason. It's been crazy. Uh, Here's the thing, Joe. With a new team... And players coming back off injury, uh, Lonnie Walker, Dejounte Murray, uh, those guys are expected to see a spike in minutes next season. Do you think the Spurs are going to have to have a little uh, patience, gelling these guys together initially, Joe?
1: Oh well, no, no doubt. You know they're always going to have to have that growing period. You know it takes a while. Even like I, I had alluded into the podcast that we recorded prior to this one, every team that has new acquisitions, and it's not just the Spurs every other team in the West who has new players that they acquired via free agency or trades, it's going to take a while for these, for these players to, to get acclimated and get used yeah. to the new systems, get used to their, to their teammates, you know? And I think the first part of the season is going to be a uh, kind of a learning curve, you know, they're, yeah. they're not going to be consistent. They might drop games. They might win games. They have no business winning losing games that, you know, with teams that they should just mull over, you know, Hint, hint, the Knicks, you know, the Bulls, yeah. um, you know, things like that will happen. It, it, it's, a, it's a long season, but it's going to take time. And I think that's one of the things that Spurs fans are going to have to realize. This team's not going to just come out of the gate, firing on all cylinders and laying waste to everybody in the NBA. I mean, come on, let's be realistic. It's an 82-game season.
0: Mm-hmm. The Spurs
1: are going to win probably more than 50 games, you know. They they won 50 with all the injuries and everything they had, if they can stay healthy, I think this team is is going to surprise some people. They're going to be a lot tougher than they were last season. Yeah, but patience is the key. You all have to be patient because there are going to be some growing pains.
0: Yeah, and it's not just defense in the paint; it's defense uh, on the perimeter now. We know yeah, what Derek White is turning into. He's he's big, he just emerged as the best Spurs perimeter defender. You got Dejounte Murray who's coming back. Uh, from injury and remember he was a member of this all nba second defensive team before he got hurt why because he can rebound with the best of them especially at his position and let's not forget this too he's rapidly uh, recovering from his uh, uh torn uh leg uh, the injury that he suffered excuse me uh, the acl or the mcl he's going to be playing organized basketball in just a matter of days in seattle washington at an nba uh, pro-am hosted by jamal crawford so he's gonna get back on that court and spurs fans should be tuning into that and soak up every highlight you see because we're gonna see him actually play organized ball and that just tells me that he feels that he's good enough to go ahead and go out there and test out that leg so kudos to him um we don't know what's going to happen to you know the fallout of this is um The Spurs are now stacked that forward spot. There's no doubt about that with Carroll and uh, Morris coming in uh, to add to Rudy Gay, uh, LMA. What does this do for a guy like Chemezi Metu? He's going to be the guy uh, who missed out on all this, and Spurs are likely going to stash him away in the G League as well. Joe, what are your thoughts? Yeah,
1: with a player like Chizemi Metu, I mean, he could be the odd man out. You know, he's probably going to see heavy minutes in the G League. Uh, I think that's going to do him some good. He might, you know, like you say, once again, look for the Spurs when they hit the road, they get players from the G League uh, roster and they put them up on the Spurs roster for these away games, uh, especially on the road. They might, you know, be inserted into the rotation in garbage time uh, for, you know, a couple of minutes at the end of quarters or at the end of the fourth if the game is well in hand. But Shizeme, I like a lot of things about him. One of those being he's very... Uh, athletic. And I like his youthfulness. You know, we mm-hmm. we need young players that are athletic. He just needs to develop more aspects of his game. I think he's on the right track. He's going to be a great role player for some team. I'm hoping that the Spurs can develop this, develop him and he can stay with the San Antonio Spurs because I think once he comes around, probably in another season or two, he's going to be a solid uh, role player off the bench. So if they can hang on to him, they can. If, if he requests a trade because he wants you know, to, be, to see some some minutes out there on the court, more than he's getting. He doesn't just want to be a G League product. Yeah. Well, that, that's his option. But, you know, if they can hang on to him, it, it'd be great. But more than likely, he's going to be the odd man out, probably third string. Yeah. You know, or, heavy, like I said, heavy
0: minutes in the G League. We probably won't see a lot of them, Jeff. All right. Let's go ahead and take our first break. Uh, we get back. Uh, we're going to be talking more about the Spurs' recent moves in the free agency period. We are back and I'm joined by Joe Garcia of Two Shots Podcast. Make sure to go listen to his podcast because he uh, recently did one on the Spurs and the moves that they're making. Joe, let's talk about what these moves do uh, more in the sense of the ripple effect. Uh, I'll start this off. I think the Spurs address the present and the future of the organization. Uh, you, you, they, they do well in the draft. They bring in guys like a Damari Carroll and uh, Marcus Morris that address the present. Their future looks bright as the trio of rookies will be groomed in Austin. And you're bringing back young players who are going to uh, get some more NBA experience, Murray and Walker and White. I think the moves the Spurs have been making this offseason address both the present and the future, Joe. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think they they kind of you know pretty much
1: address the, the future and the present. Um, I like what they're doing. You know, everybody can see, like I, you know, I had stated again, and you keep saying it over and over again, they have the youth movement. You know, they're getting players that are a little bit more athletic, a little bit mm-hmm. more mobile. They might be a, a little bit on the smaller side, but that's the the nature of the beast with the way that the current NBA has evolved the game. You know, the big man isn't, there's really not a place for them in this current uh, version of the NBA. Everybody's really, you know, athletic, nimble, they can play several positions. They're really good defenders. And a lot of them have one thing going for them. You know, They can shoot you know, and, and they can pass. So those, those are the things that the Spurs look for when they, you know, let's say, add players to their roster. So I like yeah. everything that they've done so far. They've gotten these stereotypical players that fit the mold of what the Spurs can work with. And mm-hmm. they can develop them. And hopefully they can c- come to the San Antonio Spurs and play even better ball than they did. In their prior seasons, uh, one of them being Marcus Morris. I think he's going to be able to find a a good little niche here with the team. I really like his at, that acquisition, and I'm really interested to see moving forward how this team is really going to look. You know, the starting five. You know, how are they going to look out there on the court? You know, especially that backcourt with Dejounte Murray. You know, um, it's going to be an interesting to see him alongside Derek White. Then you have the up and coming uh, Lonnie Walker, who. You know how a lot of Spurs fans feel about him. I want to like him so bad, Jeff, yeah. but I'm one of these guys that's always let's pump the brakes and let's see what he does during the regular season. But I like everything that the Spurs have done. Their their future does look very bright. Uh, they have they've drafted really well in 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 the NBA draft. They have a plethora of young players that can come into their own in the next coming seasons when we're going to need them. Because let's face it. Patty Mills' uh, contract is going to expire. Marco Beninelli's contract is going to expire within the next season or two. So we're going to have to have, you know, these spots filled by some other players. And what better uh, players to fill these rosters than somebody who's already familiar with the Spurs system. And that's where these younger, you know, draft picks will come into play. So you like what the Spurs have done so far. Kudos to them.
0: Yeah, I mean, just put this in perspective. The Spurs are going to stash KJ, Weatherspoon, and Luca in the G League more than oh, likely yeah. the next season. Yeah. And they're going to develop them. And they're going to make them into NBA players that they can use down the road. Oh, and by the way, they added more and Carroll, and they're, and they're seeing the return of DeJounte and Lonnie uh, next season. And Pirtle's going to get another uh, season on his belt with the Spurs. DeMar and LMA are going to be DeMar and LMA. I, I, I don't think... Fans, uh, how going I say? This? Understand the magnitude of what the Spurs are doing for the organization as a whole, Joe. Your thoughts?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, like again, you like you like everything that they're doing. It's just you know the the thing that's really disappointing to Spurs fans. They want to see these younger players right now, Jeff. Yeah, they want to see them in the lineup. They want to see them taking over. They want to see them out there playing on the court, maybe, you know, going up for some highlight reels, you know, dunks and and doing some amazing things out there on the floor. But that's just not the case. When has that ever happened? You know, the Spurs have a system that works. That's why they're one of the best sports organizations in any sport right now, not just the NBA, but in the NFL, soccer. Everyone looks at them as a model franchise. And it's because the record that they have of just putting out a quality product year after year after year. They have a system mm-hmm. that works. And regardless of how we as Spurs fans feel, we just have to know that more than likely what Jeff and me are saying, it's going to come to fruition. You just yeah. got to be patient. You like what the, what's going to happen. But two, three seasons down the line, this is going to be a young team that's going to look really, really good. They're going to be athletic and exciting to watch, well-coached. They're going to have uh, – this this mantra where defense comes first, you know, and that's what you're just going to have to be patient for. It might not happen now, but in about two or three seasons, who knows, Jeff, maybe we'll be contending for an NBA
0: championship. I know I'd be
1: excited. I know. I
0: think think everybody will be looking for that banner number six, Joe.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I I can't wait. I'd like to see at least
0: three more up there before my time comes, you know. So yeah,
1: I, I, mean, I can only be patient for so
0: long. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go and take our final break. When we get back, uh, we're gonna put a wrap on this episode of Locked On Spurs. We are back, and I'm joined by Joe Garcia of Two Shots Podcast, who wants another Spurs NBA title before he croaks. Joe, you're so yeah, morbid, Joe. More. I want three more. I do. Oh, want he wants three more. more. Want he wants three more. more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's go ahead and uh, wrap this episode of Lockdown Spurs, Joe. Um, what do you give the uh, the grade? What's your grade for the Spurs' recent moves with Carroll and Morris? I'm going to have to give
1: them an A. No one saw it coming. Yeah. And when you look at this, you know it's for the best. You know, they got rid of a player who quite didn't live up to expectations to replace him with a, a solid role player that can really maybe be that anchor on defense for that second unit. Uh, it's a win-win situation. You love what the Spurs did.
0: I gotta give him an A. Um, look, uh, Bertans was Bert Hans, uh, but getting uh, Morris at that forward spot to take up what Bertans was doing that forward spot, I, I think it's a, it's a definitely an upgrade uh, defensively. Uh, he brings it. Uh, we know that he's averaged more than Bertans did, 13.9 with Boston last year. He can hit the, the occasional three-point shot as maybe not the clip as Bertans did, but he still can knock him down, and that toughness. Carroll, 3 and D guy, They Spurs needed that 3 and D guy desperately. They addressed it in him. They gave him another se- uh, season for that con- uh, in his contract, Again, uh, a 10-year vet, he can knock down the three-point shot. He averaged after January first last year with Brooklyn uh, over uh, 12 points per game. Uh, energy guy. Spurs address that, and the pair together—that—that—that's uh, a defensive uh, beast, right there. The opposing teams have to deal with next season. You also add in the fact that they were able to get something done just behind the scenes to work their fle- their cap space knowledge and make a deal done where they can actually bring in a guy like Morris to help them in their big man depth. I think that's just uh, wonderful how they were able to work that, um, like I said, financial creativity and add these two guys. So all around, uh, I got to give an A uh, for these two moves. But it's time for you to let us know what you give the Spurs. you give them an A, B, C, D, F? Let us know. Go to the Spurs Zone News for San Antonio, Fox29, SanAntonio.com. And, of course, you can email me at jeffgarcia 74 at gmail.com. And uh, do you agree with Joe? Do you do you want three, four, five titles uh, to come the Spurs uh, your way in, in your future? Joe, how can they get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, they can look us up on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we're at Two Shots Podcast. It's all spelled out, T-W-O-S-H-O-T-S Podcast. And you can also check out our website at two, number two, shotssa.com.
0: There you go. And, of course, if we missed anything that we had addressed, um, please hit us up. Let us know your thoughts on the Spurs' new moves and new players, Marcus Morris and Damari Carroll. So for Joe Garcia, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs.